Mindset Podcast. We're your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. Welcome to another episode of the Warrior Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Gene. I'm here with my friend, Matt Hux. Hello, Matt, everybody. What's up, man? Doing great. Happy to be here. Well, uh, Matt, you're a special guest on the show, so why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, so I'm a Max Living Five Essentials doctor here in Columbia, South Carolina, so I focus on the five essentials, Max Mind, nutrition, exercise, minimizing toxins, and whole holistic mm. lifestyle. I want to hear about the toxins part. Yes. Absolutely. Well, we have, uh, you brought the subject mm -hmm. to my attention, and, and it's something that, um, I don't know, I've, I've kind of gone on this journey myself over the last few years through uh, growth mindset mm -hmm. versus a fixed mindset. Yep. And, you know, what that can look like for people. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not. It's not. So what is that? Define that. Define that for me since you brought it. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we've all heard people say, I'm not a morning person, I'm poor, hmm. I'm unhealthy, but they throw these things out into the universe, they throw them out in present tense, hmm. and what happens is those things become future tense. Right? How many people do we know that say, I'm, I'm poor, and like 5, 10, 15 years ago, you catch them on the street, and what are they still? Poor. Poor. They're still unhealthy, they're still not a morning person, and... Have you ever done the Enneagram test before? It's really popular mm -mm. where you've got the numbers one through nine and it tells you how you're wired, what your strengths huh. are. This is like way more popular now than DISC and Myers-Briggs. Huh. Okay. But people will ask me like, why do you wake up at five, 5.30 in the morning? They're like, oh, you must be a three because a three is an achiever, a doer, <laughs> a checklist person. And I, I just tell okay. them back, I, you know, I'm like, it's not because I'm a three. It's because I choose to live with intention. I choose to live with purpose. Mm. Okay. That has nothing to do with a number. Right. That's deciding to wake up one day and be the best you can possibly be for you, your family, your coworkers, your members in your gym. Hmm. Right? And that's a choice. We all get to choose. And here's here's the thing, we, we get to choose our hard. Right? Okay. It's hard to be healthy. It's hard to be sick. Mm -hmm. It's also hard to be in a marriage, hard to be in a divorce. Like all of them right. are hard. <laughs> right. All of them are hard. <laughs> and we think that there's this easy route to right. success. It all requires work. It just looks a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to choose your difficult. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's hard to work out and eat right now, but like, yeah. and that's hard, but it's going to be really hard 20 years from now when you're dealing with heart yeah. disease and you, being you can, overweight. You can pay for health, not going to pay for your sickness later, mm -hmm. but one day you're going to pay for it. So is, is that sort of how you coach your, uh, your clients? Is that your approach? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I, it, procrastination is the thief of health and we all have our excuse. I like that. We say it's time. We say it's money. You know what we found out with time the past two years? When people were on quarantine, 60% mm. of our country gave up their exercise routine. Yeah. And what do they have more of? Time. They had lots of time. I thought about that. You know, we, we were quarantined for what? I mean, it was like six months or something crazy. and Longer than we thought. Six to eight months. It depends on who you are. So you might still be quarantined, so I'm sorry if you are. But uh, 
I was thinking there would be, like early on, maybe I'm an optimist, but I was thinking there'd be so many people that would come out of this with like new degrees, like all the mm-hmm. stuff that they've learned, um, new skill sets or whatever, but we didn't really see that. Nope. <laughs> if anything, you saw, I think, who people truly are mm. and, and what they value. And uh, people had more time to spend with their family, but then they were mm. playing video games, mm. watching TV on Netflix. The things that they said they value, their actions never really matched up mm-hmm. with it. And you know this because of uh, being a you know a gym rat. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who does CrossFit in uh, Little Rock, Little Rock, Arkansas, mm. and she was saying that you know I would go into the gym every day during quarantine, and it was lonely. I was by myself, Ooh, and she yeah. still worked out. But this is what she found out. This is her revelation is that her workout results weren't nearly as good. Because she was by herself. She was by herself. Mm. Even though she was the coach, she was the owner of the CrossFit, Mm -hmm. we need community. We need accountability. Yeah. Um, Not just because it's more fun, but because we're going to get better results short-term and long-term for our health. Hmm. We're not really going down the growth mindset yet, but in fact, I'm... I'm, We'll we'll get there. (laughs) I'm interested. um, How does that... How does that play itself out from a chiropractic practice? From you to your uh, clients, I guess, customers, whatever you call them. How does that? How does that sort of function work? Because it's not just. I mean, you're not just cracking backs. No, but that's the experience a lot of people have. You that's, go on. You go on YouTube. You're like, yeah. oh, I, I dock. I just want my neck cracked. Yeah, that's what my back cracked. All the... And you, you can get motion all day long, but um, this is really important. This, people don't get this concept that they think that health is how you feel. Mm. Mm. Health is not how you feel. Health is how you heal. Okay. And if you look at the word health, H-E-A-L, that is the definition is in the word itself. How you heal, how you mm. function. And I mean, look at the, t- it's not the two top disease killers in our country today are not COVID. Mm. It's heart disease and cancer. Right. People don't feel those until years later. Heart disease, it's 15, 18 years. Cancer, it can be stage three. And so what you find out anywhere in the world is that you can feel really, really good, but be sick. True. Right. The reverse is also true. You can be throwing up. You can have a fever, mm. feel like crap, but, still but be expressing health. Right. And that's why, I mean, you look mm. at people, my wife has been through four postpartums now and how she feels changes 20 times in a day, sometimes 20 times in a minute. Mm. And so we can't judge our health on how we feel. We have to look at how are we functioning? How are we healing? And that can be sleep. That can be energy. It can be range of motion. There's so many things that are tied into function. That's why our kids in our office get such great results is because many of them are asymptomatic. They have mm. no symptoms, but they're not performing well in school. Mm. And that's why their parents are concerned. They bring them in. They're like, this is not normal. My, my kids are not developing like their classmates. And unfortunately, like the doctors are bringing their kids to just putting them on pills after pills after pills. Right. And the doctors and the parents know this is just symptom management, disease management, but it's yeah. never going to address the cause. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, most, most, I, I would say modern medicine is just triage. Yep. Anyway, and we, get you out. And we have the best hospitals, the yep. best doctors on the planet. If my arm gets chopped off, I'm not going to see a chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the right. ER. Right. I'm going to the ER because that's their specialty. Right. right. Um, but we're so reactive. Yeah. We're so reactive. Even, even now it's... We're not telling people how to be healthy on the front end, even though we've been in this thing for a year and a half, two years yeah. now. 
still haven't heard the CDC and WHO say like, well, what supplements should we be doing? How much should we right. be exercising? What should we be eating? Yeah, they don't want to say that. No, and then in, in, in quarantine, we're in lockdown. You know, what do they keep open? McDonald's? Yeah, in liquor stores. In, not to make this a, so definitely don't want to make it a, a pro shot versus no, no shot. No, no. But absolutely not. The thing that disgusts me the most is that there are a lot of places where you can get the vaccine and then get a free donut every week, or free French fries or whatever. We're and, talking. And, we're talking to you, Krispy Kreme. I love Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I mean, you know, but like, that's not really the right message. I think it's not congruent. <laughs> it's not congruent. It really isn't. No, I mean. But that's think, our government. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> it's been going on for years now. You've probably seen this. You'll see a 5K or a marathon. Mm. And there's this sponsor the that brings Chick-fil-A and <laughs> yeah. donuts. And you're like, what does this have anything to do with exercise and nutrition? It has nothing to do yep. with healthy living. Yeah. And everybody's just cram, 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 cram as soon as it's done. Um, so there's this word in chiropractic called subluxation. Mm. And uh, I'm going to break it down. So sub means less. Lux means light. So what that means is less light. And when I think about our world the past two years, how many people have been living like in darkness and fear? Mm. Their light is so dim. And mm-hmm. so what my goal is as a chiropractor and as a doctor in the office is, how do I help people's lights shine brighter? Because darkness is not going away. So we our lights have to get brighter. People need a hope. People need to know that they can heal. They're not always going to be sick. Maybe they couldn't exercise and walk a mile a year ago, but guess what? We're going to help you walk a mile, but not only that, we're going to help you do a 5K or a marathon with your grandson, your grandkid, because that's how you were designed to live. You were designed to live at your full potential. That's awesome. And have full health. And so, so many people, they just don't realize it's STEM. And so I love when people come in and they're just miserable. And then, you know, a few weeks in the office, they leave. It's literally like they're a different person. They Mm. get their life back and that's what it's about hmm. that's funny yeah it's the same sort of experience sometimes in the gym when mm-hmm. you get to see them sort of excel and improve their lives it feels good yep i'm sure that's what draws you to it so back to fixed and growth mindset yeah let's actually We're, we've been hitting on it it's just in a roundabout way but yeah. so a fixed mindset would say something like today is going to be today and tomorrow is going to be tomorrow and there's nothing I can do to change today or change tomorrow. It is fixed. Like my reality is fixed. Mm -hmm. A growth mindset would say, no, today can be shaped. My future can be shaped. Um, This is not just genetics. I'm not just going to be predetermined to have these lifestyle conditions and be stuck with them. Right. Um, A growth mindset would say, no, like I am in control of my health. I'm in control of my life. Mm. I'm not going to point the finger and blame others for my circumstances. I'm going to take ownership. I think that's one thing that people don't do a good job of right now in our country Mm -hmm. is we don't take ownership. We want to pass the buck. I agree. And it's a justification mechanism. That's all it is. Yeah, I think so. Justifying. What are they justifying? They're justifying, justifying themselves not taking action. Yeah, that's what prescri- that's what prescription drugs do. It's a permission slip mm. to continue living your life hmm. the way that you're living it. Interesting. Yeah. How, how about um, you just gave a decent breakdown. How about a, an example of uh, maybe a personal example? So a, a personal example would be you know one thing that revolutionized the way that I go about my days and my week is I have a nighttime routine and I have a morning routine. Mm-hmm. 
And I, th I think we've done a good job of teaching people to have a morning routine, but we don't realize that the nighttime routine sets up your morning routine. True. Very true. And this is like just, I think, a lost art. Uh, yep. So, for example, the night before, my goal for every morning is how do I maximize my potential and my decision making towards things that matter? I don't want to be thinking in the morning, like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? Hmm. What podcasts am I going to listen to? What book am I going to read? Like, those are things I can decide the night before I go to bed. And so it's routine, it's, it's mm. habit. And then right. my mind can be open to other possibilities, decisions that are gonna move the needle forward. And so now, you know, before I go to bed at night, I know what I'm gonna wear, I know what podcast I'm gonna listen to. I'll, I'll mm. read because, I mean, you can't read for four hours. You can watch TV right. for four hours. Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> you sure can, but yeah. I guarantee you can't read for four no, hours. So that's gonna, help. Effort. that's gonna help my sleep. Yeah. So I'm gonna get good quality sleep, and then I'll wake up in the morning, I've got the routine planned, so then I'm ready to be a mm. thermometer. So a growth mindset is you are a thermostat. You're setting the temperature for that room when instead you walk in. Instead of a in. thermometer. Instead of a thermometer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've probably heard this before. i heard but that one. I like that one. Thermometer is going to go up and down with emotions, mm. how people feel. Mm. But like as leaders, as culture setters, we have to be the thermostat. We have to decide that. I don't care the uh, what energy someone's gonna walk into a room with, and mm -hmm. I'm gonna bring it up another level. Right. And so I can bring up their frequency, their vibration, mm -hmm. and as a team, as a unit, we can just revolutionize what we're trying to do. Yep. <laughs> a little Kanye West going on there. Um, <laughs> how about in a how about in a business sense? Have you experienced? Uh, not personally, but maybe personally, but someone else. Come, kind of coming into your world, um, either positive or negative. So one of my, oh, man, this one's huge. So I used to work in a barbecue restaurant, which people love their barbecue in the South. Mm. You know that Oh yeah. here in South Carolina. But even in Florida, people love their barbecue. I don't think it's as good mm -mm. as South Carolina. Not, not, <laughs> not, by, not by a mile. But I, I remember my first job in this barbecue restaurant was I was an expediter. And all that means is I had to read the tickets mm. and send the food out to the table well, this one day we had two or three people call out sick, and there was a catering for, I think it was 40 people, mm -hmm. six, 700 bucks, so it was a big catering. Mm. And my only job was I had to put the food in my car, drive it to the business, drop it off, and drive back. Easy. Mm. So I get the address, get the information, I drive to the business, and I don't know if you've ever been to these medical offices where they all look the same. Oh, goodness. I couldn't find the number. I'm like, where the <laughs> heck do I go? I'm gonna be late, they're expecting me. But I'm, I'm looking around, I'm walking around, I'm getting in my car, driving to this location, that location. I finally find the business, had the receptionist sign off, saying that they received the meal, drop it off, I leave. I'll never forget, I drive back to the restaurant, I open the door, I look at my boss in the face, and he looks back at me in this like look of disgust. And he asks me this one question, he says, Matt, where did you take the food? <laughs> And I turned white as a ghost. And I, I mean, I think we've all been in that situation where you just want to escape wherever we are. I, in that moment, I wanted to escape. I wanted to hide. I wanted to be a turtle. And I, two things went through my mind. One, I'm fired. And two, my team is going to kill me. Hmm. But the complete opposite happened. My team scrambled together, hmm. got that same catering order together. Now, I wasn't allowed to deliver the food this time. <laughs> they, they learned their lesson. <laughs> it's a growth mindset on his part. But um, 
I learned early on in life that it's okay to make mistakes. Hmm. You also learned that no matter who you deliver barbecue to, they will accept it. <laughs> they, will, they will lie to you. Yeah, there was no surprise. I didn't say anything like, are you sure this is for us? That's mine, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, big smile on her face. Now I know why she was smiling looking back. But yeah, it's okay to make a mistake. Right. I mean, I, I told this to you before we got on the air, but success and, and failure are, are cousins, are mm-hmm. closely related. And and any time that we make a mistake, it's an opportunity for growth. It's an yeah. opportunity to learn. And we need to decide to be a, to be a sponge. Mm-hmm. We can take something away from it, or we can not. It's an Instagram meme that's like, when you see someone who's successful, they've they're successful because they've failed more times than you've tried, you know, whatever, like whatever Michael Jordan meme you want to look at, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's very true. Um, I do think that uh, it's interesting that you, you tell that story about failure in relation to a, a job and you didn't get fired. Did not. Mm. Thankfully. Um, I think, you know, I, I own a couple of businesses. I know you uh, have Max Living and um, we need to allow you need to allow your employees or subordinates or team members or, or children room to make mistakes, mm-hmm. right? But we forget that, you know, if you're in that position of leadership, you got there because you messed stuff up. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know why we don't do this? Because we don't like to be vulnerable as leaders. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't, you, it's your ego, right? You don't, yep. your ego doesn't want to get hurt by someone down the chain or whatever. So mm-hmm. you're going to step in and fix it before, you know, it becomes a problem. But I think if you want a good team, if you want yep. good people working with you, they have to make their own mistakes. Yep. They have there, to learn the way you learned. Yeah. There was this book I read years ago and I'll, I'll never forget it. It was like my favorite chapter in the book. It's called everyone's normal until you get to know them. <laughs> and that's just how relationships mm-hmm. are. Like right. it's easy to be behind a computer, but when you're, when you have a people job, mm-hmm. you're going to against uh, eventually rub against each other. And the, the first chapter in that book is called the porcupine's dilemma. Hmm. And the whole book and the premise of that chapter is how do porcupines have sex? Which is a really funny thought, right? Because you don't really think about that. But I the, thought about that. The whole <laughs> now you are right. You're like I don't know. Unfortunately. But, <laughs> but what that chapter is talking about is how we all have these quills, hmm. and we're all trying to figure out how to get close right. without getting hurt. And what they talk about is um, in the life of a porcupine, there is a season where they mate. What they do is they drop their quills. And they do this dance, they do this trot together, hmm. and that's how they like mate. The porcupines, and you, you learn, I'm sure you probably learned something brand new today. But hmm. yes, what that author was trying to explain is that if we want people to be vulnerable, we have to be willing as leaders to be vulnerable first. Hmm. And instead of repelling somebody, right. what that's going to do is that's going to invite them in to be vulnerable with us. But we're the ones we have to be the thermostat once again. We have to invite them hmm. into that vulnerability. Let them know of mistakes that we have made so that they're more willing and open to take risk, knowing right. that it's okay Absolutely. to make a mistake. Right. Hmm. Do you do that? <laughs> um, Is it hard? It's. I mean, it's, it's definitely hard. Yeah. It's definitely hard. I, th- I think, like anything, it's a muscle you have to flex. Mm-hmm. So when people do it one time, they're like, that sucked. Uh, it was hard. We'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, just like waking up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. You don't do it one time and go, well, that was a waste. I'm not going to do that again. It's just, it's those incremental changes, being faithful every step of the way. And like small pivots eventually make like transformational yeah. shifts yeah. in your life. And so it's just being consistent with it. 
So how do you, I'll tell you a story. I, something that really opened my eyes to the growth mindset in terms of business, thinking strategically in terms of business. It was, it was a while back and um, uh, was looking at a place to put our gym. And, uh, you know, it's real estate being what it is, it's hard enough to find somewhere to be, put your business to begin with. But, uh, you know, I was like of the mindset of we should put it where there's no other gyms. Gotcha. Like, kind of like we were talking about the coffee shops, like a great idea is to go where there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was the same with us here when we started our co-work because there was no co-work in Columbia. Right. Go where there's nothing of the thing that you want to do. But my business partner was like, oh, hell no. I would love to put our gym next to another gym. Mm-hmm. We're on the same block. We talk about that with chiropractic. Because then when someone comes up, they're not choosing, they're not deciding, should I join a gym or not? They're, they're deciding between which gym to join. Mm-hmm. So you've already done, like, there's a lot of the work that's already been done from mm-hmm. a business strategy standpoint. Just like, a, like when we started the cohort, we were the first one in Columbia. A lot of our work was uh, informing everyone in Columbia what a co-work was. Mm-hmm. And that's a big job versus selling the amenities of your co-work. It's a very different, those are very different business problems. Yeah. Um, but that really opened my mind to thinking uh, growth mindset in terms of the business strategy as opposed to like mm-hmm. wanting to position things to where there was no room for anything yeah. else. You're trying to create the norm. Yeah. So, it, like you know, when we talk to friends and family, you go to a, you know, Christmas is gonna, it's, it's coming soon. It's only a few months away. Ugh. And people, you know, who's your doctor? Who's your pediatrician? Mm-hmm. Who's your massage therapist? Well, like, I want it to be the norm where people are like, who's your chiropractor? And if you don't have an answer, well, why not? I have one. Right. I'll fill it in with a name. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It should be the same way that it was a gym. Like, what gym do you go to? Mm-hmm. That should be a normal question mm-hmm. people ask. Like, it's an accepted thing. Yeah. It has to become mainstream. Mm-hmm. But that problem—that's a big problem to tackle this by yourself this right as opposed to like i was saying the other one which is you know it, it is the norm and then that's mm-hmm. where you should go you have the less friction i guess well and and some of it's just our fault in our industry we have done a poor job educating people on what chiropractic is mm. if people think it's only neck pain and back pain well oh i don't have that and i've never been in a car accident so Some why good. would i go see a chiropractor right. and that's right. where we have to take ownership once again and say like where have we made a mistake mm. in communicating the message of health? Hmm. So how about an example of where you haven't had a growth mindset? <laughs> like like where you've, oh, where you've made a mistake. Yeah. Let's hear a story. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep with the job theme here because uh, cool. I think we've all had jobs where we just don't want to grow. So I've, I've had several jobs... <laughs> where the job lasted a day mm-hmm. or a half a day. And I chose in my young career to not have a growth mindset. And instead of adapting to the task responsibilities that were mm-hmm. given upon me, I just fled, mm. escaped where I didn't even finish the shift. Ah, right. Like whether it was um, Chipotle or right, like right. retail, where I found out this isn't for me, didn't even give it a shot. Just, yeah. And um, I've had to even notice recently in my life, you know, like, where do I do that now in other areas mm-hmm. where instead of push through and do the hard work, like do it anyway, I'll try to just flee and escape. Mm-hmm. And that, we all have a default mechanism. I think mine is just to like 
run the other direction <laughs> as far as they can not put in the hard work seek safety we all have their yeah we all have our, right. our, our thing and that's that's kind of mine is I'll try to escape from it mm. so that's what I've done in my past jobs is I've just beelined the other direction mm. not done the hard work not been faithful with it mm. not keep my commitment mm. um, and so I've, I've had to learn to really have some self-reflection mm. and, and make sure that doesn't become a character flaw in myself right yeah, we could all use a little more self-reflection. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> um, what's interesting with uh, you know with growth too? Like you talked a lot about business. Is uh, I think it's a book called uh, Have you read uh, Rocket Fuel? Mm-mm. Excellent, excellent book. But it talks a lot about momentum in business. And um, mm. this guy was a salesperson who wrote the book, and he said, you know, sometimes in, in sales, you have these uh, high peaks and then these dips, and mm-hmm. these peaks and these dips. And it's like, what's what's going on with this? And what happens is. See, businesses will hit these milestones, these goals, hmm. and they're 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 pushing the boulder, they're pushing the boulder, they're doing the work, they're doing the work, and all of a sudden the rocket takes off. They're holding onto the rocket, but as they're holding onto the rocket, right. they stop pushing the boulder. Right. And what he was saying is like we in business, it's simultaneously we have to hold onto the rocket and push. carry them and push the boulder. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that's brilliant. That's imagery that we can all get on yeah. board with. But I like that. But what happens is is we hold on the rocket. It's almost like celebrating too long. Mm-hmm. It's like celebrate, reward yourself, but then get back to work. Mm-hmm. You have to get back to work. It's like the uh, the second album jinx, right? <laughs> the first album is always awesome, but yep. then the second one you're like, eh, what happened to you guys? Yeah. It's because they got some money. Absolutely. They didn't work quite as hard. Sometimes it works out with movies. The other time I'm like, were oh, they just lazy? They just came out with a sequel yeah, and like, then a trilogy. It's the same thing. Like, yeah, a trilogy. It's mm-hmm. like, come on. There's a there's an acronym that I like to use with having a growth mindset, and I got this from a book. So G stands stands for gain knowledge. Mm-hmm. R reach out to others. O open your world, and, and W walk into wisdom. I kind of like that breakdown for the acronym hmm. of how to grow. And uh, there's a story that reminds me of like okay for the for the O opening your world. There's this entrepreneur, this this business owner, and he was working with all these airline industries. And uh, one of his habits was he loved to read, loved to read. And I, I found this interesting too, that did you know that CEOs read 60 books a year? A lot of like successful CEOs. It's a lot. And they go to four or five conferences a year. It's a lot of books. The average American reads one book a year. Right. And success leaves clues. Yeah. And so uh, obviously we got to mm-hmm. pick up, you know, the slack. If we want to be mm-hmm. successful, right, we can't just work 20 hours, mm-hmm. expect to reap the benefits but why are of that. They, why are they reading all those books, though? What, what do you think? I mean, I think they're intrigued. They're at, not reading like Harlequin romance novels or no, I mean, westerns. I mean, you know, like why does LeBron James have a coach? Mm-hmm. Well, because there's always something he can get better on, mm-hmm. right? There's always that one percent he can grow in. They're, they're so seeking, that's yeah. yeah, they're seeking like they know they can get better. And they know that right. there are people in other industries that are doing something well, something right that can be modeled in their industry. Mm-hmm. And so what this entrepreneur was doing is every month he would read all of these books, and then what he would do is if he if he read something where he's like that is brilliant i wonder if i can use that one day in my business or my personal life is he would take this three by five card jot down this nugget hmm. and he would put it in a shoebox and a hat he would just save it and after the end of every month he would take that shoebox this hat he would go through all these three by five oh, cards cool. he'd pull them out and he'd go okay how can i use this three by five card in my personal life and business and this one day he was reading this book about the banana industry hmm. 
and what the the people who were selling bananas were coming they had a problem is bananas were going bad they changed colors and they had this fear that you know they're not going to taste as good they're getting mushy how can we still make a profit off these bananas and the thought they had is what if we reduce the price of the bananas so that people are mm. have this incentive to still buy them they started reducing the price, so they're going to go bad. Mm, they're overly over, over ripe, yeah. Instead of throwing them away and wasting the money on the bananas. Right. And his wheels started turning. He's like, you know, I wonder if, if this would work mm. in the airline industry. So he started going to, you know, the Spirit Airlines and Delta and Southwest, JetBlue, anyone he could go to. And he would ask them, you know, when you're coming to the day of the flight, how many seats do you not sell tickets for? And they would say, sometimes it's 15 to 20 percent of wow. seats we would not sell. And he would ask him, he's like, hey, let's say the seat's 500 bucks. Would you sell it for 200? Would you sell it for 300? And of course they said, uh, yes. We'll fill it up. Because we wouldn't make any money if we didn't sell it. Right. And so what he said is he did this with all these mm. airlines. And as a result, he started Priceline.com. Mm. That's cool. And it all came from reading about the banana industry, mm. opening his mind, opening his world, learning from all these other experts in other industries. And so... For me, having a growth mindset is like, how can we be willing to learn even outside our industry, mm -hmm. outside our field? So for you, like, how can I learn from someone who's outside of a gym world? For mm -hmm. me, how can I learn from someone outside of chiropractic? And, you know, we did this a few months ago. We brought in a customer service specialist with Chick-fil-A. Oh, that's cool. And we had him teach us, like, what is it you do with Chick-fil-A that makes your customer service so because stellar? Because they're the A-team of They are the A-team. And... They're you know, the Navy funny. SEALs of drive through They are. You know, what's funny is he said, too, he's like, you know, when it comes down to it, our food actually, like, really sucks. But... I disagree, but... Well, <laughs> what he was saying is, like, when people come see you seven days a week... Oh, right, yeah. Like, that's, not, that's no longer about the food. Beer, no. That's about something you're selling besides the food. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just so fascinated. I was like, what is one or two things that we can take from that and implement hmm. in our world? And, you know, one thing we did with the Marriott is... Um, they not just have like excellent customer service, but one thing that they do is they have, you know, it's called, I think they called it a, a sneezer box. Okay. Where it's like they, like, you know, when you sneeze, you just can't help sneezing in the same concept, in the same light. We want people to be rewarded to where they can't help but sneeze or think about our business, mm. talk about our business, okay. where it's just always on their mind. And so if someone ever has an experience that we're not happy with, we have this sneezer box of like gift cards t-shirts we oh, will give that to a patient and say like hey the experience you just had was not up to our level or up to our expectation and so how do you turn a bad experience into a good experience that's solid and that's what marriott does they do right. it every day with customers which is why they're known right. for it right that's solid yeah um hmm, we could all learn something from that because we always want to get defensive yeah you know like whenever there's a problem in the service you're offering you always want to be like well it's user error or, or yeah and, you know something you don't understand and it, you know what i'm tired of hearing i'm tired of hearing people say that you know the person that i married or the friendship i had with this person like they're not the same person they were 10 years ago neither are you yeah <laughs> like that's a compliment yeah like if you're the same person that means you have yeah. a fixed mindset yeah, like or if, if you, you are it's not a good thing no yeah. like you should be changing yeah um i mean i yeah, think about with my wife and i mm -hmm. like you know, when we got married, we didn't have any kids. Now we've got four. I mean, it's a full house. Quite different. We might have more. You know, it's quite different. That could be a different podcast. Yeah. But 
like we're definitely not the same people and that's the beauty of like relationships and mm-hmm. being in community is that we learn the flaws that we have internally and we can we can grow we can link arms mm-hmm. with people and they can push us to new depths and new heights and I, I, I pity people that are you know hermits that don't mm-hmm. put themselves around other relationships mm-hmm. it's hard man yeah, that's the beauty of a great relationship, too, is that you can grow together mm-hmm. or even separately, but you are accepting of each other's yeah. growth. And, you know, you're on the same team. You want that person to be successful. You know, I've, I've, I've witnessed relationships where the one person is jealous or upset that the other person is experiencing success in their life. Mm-hmm. And that I'm often you know, like, what is going on? So, you know what I started doing when that happens? Because I think it's so normal to get jealous of other people's success. Absolutely. What I felt convicted to do is now, especially whether it's a colleague, maybe another Max Living doctor in our country, is I will think of, like, how can I support them? How can I love them from a distance? Mm. So sometimes I will send them an encouraging text. Sometimes I'll send them a gift card. Sometimes I'll just, like, let them know in person, hey, I'm cheering you on. Mm-hmm. I will find a way to turn that negative emotion into something positive, and that, that actually helps me because then my mindset shifts, too. So when you feel that. And I feel that. I'm like, okay, how can I bless them? How can I love them now? Versus Mm. letting that bitterness and jealousy just fester and stay there and turning it into something like a negative action. You you know, yeah, that's that's very strong for that, you know, the sake of the episode, growth mindset. Um, That is something that I do coach and and I struggle with myself. I have to constantly sort of talk to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just doing it the other day with somebody who I was like, you have to... Like in your like this is just a workout, but in yeah. your mind, whenever you wanted to reach for the lighter weights, like it was a long one. Sure. They got like halfway through it, and they were like, mm, "Those lighter weights are right there." I was like, "You have to talk. You have to tell yourself to shut up." Yep. But it's not that simple. the The hardest part is to realize when that's happening, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's easy in a workout, right? That's why I love working out because like all those lessons are on the surface because yep. you, you feel that pain real fast and it's physical pain, right? And we can convert that. But it's mm-hmm. those things like feeling jealousy towards a friend or a partner mm-hmm. or whatever, to have enough introspection to see that pull or to feel that pull mm-hmm. and then to cut it off. Well, the biggest subluxation with chiropractic in our culture is not physically, it's between the ears. Mm-hmm. It's our brain. And so when we wake up every day, you know, we have 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts every day. That's a lot. And what research has shown us recently is that 80% of those thoughts are negative. I believe it. And then guess what? Not only 80% of them negative, but 95% of those, 80% of those thoughts are repetitive. Mm. And so it's this constant loop. Yeah. Um, I mean, even now, as, as intentional as I am with waking up in the morning and having a routine, like my mind immediately goes to like... I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Why did I wake up so early? Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I really, I start out my day with gratitude. It's a fight. I have to re- it's a fight every single day. Mm-hmm. And when you know that though, I think the key to changing anything is just awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Self-awareness. You can't change what you're not aware of. Yeah. Um, so if no one's ever brought it to you, and that's why it's called a blind spot. That's you right. You can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you got to live in the community. Yeah. Because you might be working out at home and not seeing where you're giving up, where mm-hmm. you're doing less that you're capable of. And so if you put yourself around 15 other people in a gym, like you have, Gene, it's like yeah. you can't hide from giving mm-hmm. you know, your best. Yep. They're going to call you out on it. Somebody at least they will. should. Somebody or your coach or <laughs> For whatever someone. reason, they will, yeah. 
And that's where you know you have a safe environment because mm-hmm. you allow people to do that because we're all there for each other mm-hmm. to make ourselves better. Yeah, and yeah, and if as long as the vibe is positive and not mm-hmm. mocking or competitive, yep. then that's very positive. That is a problem in a lot of um, CrossFit gyms. It gets very competitive. Um, and a lot of people struggle with that competitive nature of, you know, it seems weird to think it's just working out, bro. Like, why are we competing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, humans are competitive. It's just part of our nature. Some of us. Totally. <laughs> you can use that, you know, in a positive sense or a negative sense. Yeah, And like I've seen that in relationships where the two, like, they're competitive and they, they bump heads because they're competing with each other yep. instead of working together. Um, it's just how it is sometimes. Yeah. So there was a, a book I was reading this week. And um, Donna Miller is one of my favorite authors. I don't know if you've ever heard of Donna Miller, but Mm-mm, he... You're bringing um, some good books, man. So good. He, he's written a few books. Um, his number one seller is Blue Like Jazz, but he, he grew mm. up in Portland. He's now in Nashville, so he left Portland. Okay. And what was interesting is in 2020, like all of his money was made off of um, conferences in person. Hmm. And like a lot of businesses, you just had to pivot. So he found out through meeting with his team, he told them right off the bat, he's like, here's the thing. (laughs) Um, We're going to have to pivot. I want you to all keep your job. I want you to all keep your salary. But he was just honest with me. He was like, I don't know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. But you know, how helpful would that have been for like so many CEOs to probably have that conversation with their people? Because so many people are probably left in the dark. Like, does my boss actually want me to keep my job and keep my salary? In fact, I know some people that gave their employees a raise. And what does that tell their employees? Like, hey, I'm 100% for you. Yeah. You're going to have to work for it now. Yep. But how much harder are you going to work when someone does that for mm-hmm. you? You will. I mean, you're telling them I've got your best interest in mind. Mm. But this mm. author, he was, he was saying that, um, you know, about a decade ago, he was doing some real estate investing. And he, he bought a home. He was going to sell it and flip it. He lost some money on it, but he sold it for thousands of dollars. He's decided to invest that money. He hired a financial investor, invested the money. Well, six months went by. He lost all of it. His entire retirement investment that he put all in one bucket. Yikes. Other than I think five grand was what he had left over. And he said he was crying himself to sleep. Mm. as most people would if you lost mm-hmm. so much money because it was all eggs in one basket. But he told himself that day, he's like, this is going to be the best day of my life. This is going to be the best day of my life, even if I don't feel like it. Mm. This is going to be the best day of my life. And he went on to say, you know, years later he got married. And six years from that day, he now gives that exact amount that he lost to charity hmm. every single year. Hmm. And I, I walked away and I was like, holy cow, that's powerful. <laughs> In his mind, growth mindset, hmm. he's like, this is gonna be the best in my life. And once again, like just like health is not how you feel, you have to choose to, to grow even when hmm. a workout, when you don't feel like giving that extra 1%. And he chose to say, this is gonna be the best day of my life. And years later, Turn that up. mindset's being rewarded. He's mm-hmm. seen the fruits and all the work come true with now he's able to bless so many nonprofits and organizations mm-hmm. and give back. But I'm like, what, what a powerful story That's to triumph. Cool. And I mean, a lot of times the, the worst, like as you, when you're in the moment, what yep. you perceive is like the worst moment of your life. Yep. One, it's usually not, Yep. but two, it's usually you, if you're paying attention, 
you will usually get the best lessons of your life. Mm-hmm. And you will usually, when you, whether you want to or not, you will grow from it. Yep. Right, if it's painful enough. Did you ever do that Thanksgiving activity where you have to trace your hands and you make a turkey? Yes. Yeah. So usually one of those is like, what's something that you weren't thankful for then, but right. you are thankful now? It's, that reminds me exactly yep. of that. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just funny how that works, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. And it's just hard. It's harder to grow when you're succeeding and just rolling. Um, yeah. I don't think you have a lot of reflection. You're not retrospecting anything. Mm-hmm. But when you don't succeed, not only does it cause you to be reflective, but then you're starting to reach out. Mm-hmm. And that's where the magic happens. One of the things I like to notice, yeah, is uh, when things start to get uh, difficult. Like when, like whatever you're doing, when you start encountering lots of problems, that's usually an indicator you're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... If it were super easy, <laughs> everyone would be doing it. It's probably it's probably been done a lot, and somebody's probably selling you some crap that's been done before. Like if yep. you if you're truly doing something new and innovative, or just generally improving what you're doing, it's going to be difficult. You're going to encounter roadblocks, and that's probably a good barometer for like, yeah. ooh, I have three new problems today, or whatever. That's mm-hmm. that's a good thing, you know. I think that was why I was so good about going to chiropractic school for me is when I was living in Seattle, I had a you know good job. We were doing mm. fine. And I was like, do I, work, do I really want to go into debt? <laughs> do I want to go and you know, work on the science degree that I have no experience in? And for me, I had, you know, I had two options. I could take the three-month route of learning to be an all-state insurance agent and hate my life. Mm-hmm. Or I could work really, really hard, work my butt off for a few years master this art called chiropractic and continue to still be in practice and master it now mm-hmm. and have no regrets. Mm. Um, and I, we chose the path of having no regrets and looking back on it, I have no regret. Yeah. It doesn't mean it was easier though. It was way more work than sure. that all state sure. insurance agent route. Yeah. But man, I'm sure glad that I didn't listen to what people told me to do. Mm-hmm. Cause you know what people told me to do, right? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. They told me to take the easy route. Yeah. But you have to understand that they're not you, you're not them. Mm-hmm. And we also have different value systems. Mm-hmm. The people I talked to did not value health. So why in the heck would they tell me to go to chiropractic school? Mm. They're in a completely different industry. Right. And um, it's your life, mm-hmm. it's your family. And so you're gonna have to be willing to do the work, but at the end of the day, like you're gonna live with the decision that you make, so it's not gonna affect them. So listen to other voices, but tune out those voices when you're going to make your decision. Hmm. And that's why I think some people are afraid to do that. They want other people to make the decision for them so that when it doesn't work out, they can blame them. <laughs> is that fixed mindset? Yeah. That's yeah. definitely not having it. Yeah, we we got to take ownership. Hmm. Got to take ownership. Um, I mean, there's been seasons even in practice where, you know, I look at the schedule and I'm like, okay, I'm not happy with like new patients this week, or I'm not happy with patients staying versus leaving. And it's very easy to look around the room and being like, oh, it's my office manager's fault. It's Facebook marketing fault. And we all know how Facebook marketing works. Right. It's a numbers game. Right. But it's it's not it's not their fault. It's not Facebook's fault. It's mm-hmm. like, what am I what am I doing? I've got hours within the week. And what am I doing in those hours? I'm in the office. What am I doing in those hours outside the office? If my hours are like a part-time job, I'm going to get part-time results. Yep. Um, yep. That's, that's why proven. CEOs are, are reading 60 books a year. Mm-hmm. It's because they know for them to lead people well. Mm-hmm. It, I like to use this number system. So if, if your goal is like, I want 
you know, eights or nines on my team, let's say a one is like just a crappy employee and nine or a ten is an all-star. I want, you know, eights or nines on my team. Well, let me ask you this. Are you a four? Are you a six? <laughs> if you're a four or a six, you're not going to attract a right. seven, eight, or a nine. I can right. tell you that right now. You have to be willing to elevate yourself up to that nine or ten, and then the eights and nines are going to come find you. Hmm. But we don't do that. You got to take ownership. You have to have a growth mindset. And if you're not where you want to be, whether it's for you know a relationship or for business, right. it's time to start working on yourself. And then you're going to start to attract those people. You're going to be conscious of those people, and you're going to get networked with them. I dig it. I dig it. I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, any parting thoughts? Like, what are you what are you working on right now? Um, I think right now my, my word for the year is ownership. I like that. Which one. is why I keep talking about it because so many people just defer blame and um, you know, even for just like I said, attitudes of, of employees that are on their team and like we we didn't have the month that we wanted to have because the office manager had this attitude or that right. attitude. It's like, well, how can you show up as your best self mm-hmm. regardless of what your team member is going through? How do you show up your best? Yeah. Because they're they might there might be a season they're relying upon your energy, mm-hmm. your enthusiasm, your growth. And as much as you want to link arms with your colleague, you might have to carry them for a mm-hmm. season because guess what? There could be a season they're gonna carry you. Yeah. And that's what's beautiful about community. Mm-hmm. That's solid. Ownership. Ownership. <laughs> yep. I love it. Some some seasons it's laughter. This year it's ownership. Okay. I dig it, man. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show today. Thanks for having me. We'll Um, do it again. Where can people find you at? So they can find me. I am in uh, West Columbia, Max Living, um, West Columbia, Mm -hmm. right off 604 12th Street, uh, Mm -hmm. close to downtown. Most people here in town know me um, because I'm close to Zesto's, which is the iconic (laughs) ice cream cone. I tell them if they go there, just don't tell me. Yeah, I like some ice cream too. It's definitely not part of our eating plan. but. Yep. How about on the internet? On the internet, um, we're working on our new website right now. I've got my own personal website. Mm-hmm. If you look at drmatthux.com, do a lot of community outreach, partner cool. with churches, nonprofits, and really help them like elevate their employees' potential, minimize you know profit loss because so many employees are getting sick now and they're trying to figure out how to reduce yeah. sick days. Yeah, for real. And uh, if you can you know utilize and improve workplace performance, that's what employees want right now. That's solid. Cool, man. Well, thank you. Thank you.